0: You know who it is. It's the big guy with the little show, man. But I've got big stars on it, though, man. You know, I'm doing what I do. It's live and loud with the Lord Uh, Nelson, that is. And I have a very special guest today. He's my brother. He's another one from the West Coast. He's from the West Coast. You know, they claim it to be the best coast, but that's right. We know the real deal. (laughs) It's all love. But, well, ladies and gentlemen, he's a member of many bands. He's working with some big bands right now. But we'll let him get into all of that and talk about it. I'll ask the questions, he'll answer. It's just gonna be a great conversation. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Mr. John Winters. And I like the clap Yay. up, up <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's nice, man. Thank you so much, man, for being
1: here, my brother. Absolutely, my and when pleasure. I say
0: when I say my brother, I mean that, man. You guys are some of the best people in the world, and and like Relent says that you guys like to say we just need more good human beings in the world. Yeah, he told me that you said that, and let me tell you something. I've run with that ever since. I've Excellent, fun. man. I, that's that's that means something to me, and and that's man. Anyway, that's a great that's a great statement. It really is. So I run with it and I thank you for it. <laughs> Most Absolutely. It. Yeah. So as we start off, I always like to ask these two questions to start it off.
1: Where are you from, young man? Uh, I'm born and raised in, a, well, just south of Seattle. Um, uh-huh. I live in a, technically Kent, Washington, which is like 20 minutes south, 20 minutes to two hours, depending on traffic, right. uh, south of Seattle. Um mm-hmm. I've pretty much lived in this area my whole life. I mean, I've kind of moved around the area a few times, but you know, I've done a lot of touring. So I've been around the world. So I'm pretty okay with sticking <laughs> in the same, same area. I spent, uh, spent like two or three months in France one time. So mm-hmm. I technically, I guess I lived there, but, <laughs> uh, but all in all, I'm, I'm a Seattle guy, Northwest.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, see, cause, cause Jamie said the same
1: thing, man. He's like, he loves where he's from. He loves being there, you know? Yeah, Jamie's down in Portland, so he's a few hours south of me. So, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, so what's the greatest thing about being from there, man?
1: Well, I mean, it's green, and it's, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it never gets... Rainforest, right? Yeah, pretty much. It never gets too hot. I mean, we usually have, (laughs) like, every summer there's, like, a week where it gets really unbearable, but... (laughs) and then, you know, we're definitely have the stereotype of it being super rainy up here. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, yes, it rains, but it's not the it, it's not the forever downfall that people think of when they come to Washington.
0: Right.
1: Um, I mean, it does stay kind of gray, but <laughs> but, man, I tell you, the spring and summers, though, it's just there's no better place. It's Beautiful. just, you know, it's it's the, the air. It's clean air. Mm. Um. The water is blue. The sky is blue. Trees are green. Just mm. it's just you know, nice seventy to eighty degrees. You Good. know, just uh, and then the winter time, we'll usually get like a week or two of snow, and it's mm-hmm. you know maybe a foot. Right. Uh, it's never it's never too bad, and and we get all four seasons, which I really appreciate. Mm. Um, unlike you know down south in like arizona where it's hot hotter and hottest right. you know when when airplanes can't even take off because the wheels are gonna melt to the tarmac and stuff like that i mean that's not fun where it's well, that's like, great. 200 degrees in the shade with the wind blowing you know It's <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know i've i mean i love arizona it's beautiful but it's uh I, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm just kind of biased because I've just lived here for so long. I got you, man.
0: It's love, love, love. You're supposed to love where you're from, man. No doubt. That's
1: right. That's right. So
0: let, let let the people know how we met or do you remember how we met? When's the
1: first time we met? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, well, you were singing in Stuck Mojo and mm-hmm. I've always been a Stuck Mojo fan before you were even a part of the band. Right, right. Um. You know, I've I've always liked declaration of a Headhunter and rising and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff there. And then uh when I was playing in a band called Vengeance and uh we did uh, a European tour with you guys. <laughs> and when uh when uh, Ryan Relentless hit me up, he's like, Hey, we got a stuck mojo tour over in Europe, you wanna do it? I'm like, <laughs> uh y- yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? And then uh yeah, we met you guys and we've been uh I mean, we've been in contact pretty much this whole entire time. What was that, oh, 2010 man, or something like that? Yeah, you, know, man. you know, it's just, you know, at least a few times a year, we, you know, hit each other up and just kind of stay in contact. And then sure. you came out to the one time when uh, I Declare War played by you. And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. then that's when you met all the rest of my guys. And, so, and then my band, uh, my band Hate This, we did, Hate a tour this. With, <laughs> we did a tour with Stuck Mojo in the U.S., which wasn't as successful as the European (laughs) tour, but, you know, it was still fun. You know, we got, we had, we had a chance and to roll around with you guys and play with uh, the Duke of metal and the rest of you guys. And, you know, (laughs) I, I appreciate those times, you know, No, man, we had a great time. Listen, I'm
0: glad you had great memory, man. That's really good. That's really good. Cause we had such a great time, man. The European tour was so magnificent. I-, I had so much fun with you guys every night, man. You know some memorable things. You know we can't talk about everything, but uh <laughs> <laughs> we had so great. Times. Just tour stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Just touring. It was my first first big tour of, of anything like that. So you know, I just watched and listened a lot and and just hung out and. And I uh, just wanted to embrace it and, and just see everything, man. So it was, it, was, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. It was
1: awesome. Yeah. It was my first time in Europe. I've been to Europe, yeah. you know, 15 times since or something yes. like that. Yes. But uh, but it was my first time there. It was like, a, you know, a lot of, like, decent big shows and, you mm-hmm. know, full clubs and stuff like that, yes. which was kind of one of our first times going to shows and yeah. playing shows where – Every night there was, you know, two to a thousand, hundred, two hundred to a thousand people there, you right, know? right, right, and that was kind of our first exposure to, like, oh, this is what it's really like, you right? Know, I got you, I got you. Know, you know, it's we've all been, you know, playing in clubs where it's just, you know, 50 people, our friends and their girlfriends, and the other bands <laughs> right, there and stuff right, like that, right. you know, which there is something to be said for that, and it's huh. you know, I, I still play those shows. Um, <laughs> But it's uh, but you know, there's something to be said. There's like those are good times, but to at least see the exposure of Mm -hmm. having the opportunity to play, you know, in front of actual people every day, and and to top it all off, you're on the other side of the world, and like you know, meet these people. And I just remember, (laughs) but the first show we had there, uh, it was a show in Germany. Mm -hmm. I just remember this kid, like. I don't know this is going to be kind of <laughs> silly, but um, first night, you know, they, they drink early there in their right. lives over there in Germany, yes, they do. drinking age, ages like 16, or if you can see over right. the bar, they'll give you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this kid, like he's all hammered and like. We're all talking to him, trying to sell him CDs or whatever like that. And he's like, "Oh, this is your first time in Germany." And he, like pulls down his pants and starts swinging it around and be like, "This is my <laughs> penis schnitzel." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is this is how it's gonna be, huh?" All right, so that was my. F- oh, and we also got pulled over that day. Yes, do you that. <laughs> Pull. We're pulled over on the side of the road. We're all just got off the plane and. I'm, German police pull us over and no, we're no. just outside of the bus. They're like, because our bus was from the Netherlands, so they thought we were sneaking a little something here and there. Uh yeah. So those those are my real first early memories of uh
0: no, I'm of glad that you tour said, with you guys. Yeah, no, because I'm glad you said that, because that was definitely that exactly what I was gonna ask you about your memories of touring with vengeance. And yes, so you just reminded me. Mm -hmm. Man, we got on that bus, and then the next thing you know, we're getting pulled over immediately. We were barely out of Frankfurt, and -hmm. they were pulling us over. And it was just like, what's going on? And then the thing is, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk – we'll just say Joey.
1: Ah, Joey, yep. Mm -hmm.
0: Joey might have had some contraband.
1: (laughs) And by might have had, he did have. (laughs)
0: And the the thing is, is that they brought the dogs – They brought the dogs, and then they went on the bus. And I remember Joey over there standing by me. I was just like, man, I got to move away from you right now. I was (laughs) like, you know, I thought about every bad thing, you know, um, locked up abroad and all those things. (laughs) I was like, it's not going to happen to me. Even though Joey, superstar Joey Savage, one of the great guys, is amazing. We had an amazing time. But yes, man, you just brought back some memories, man. That just hit me hard. (laughs) That was crazy. But then, you guys being you guys, I loved you guys' hustling mentality. You guys got out there and handled business, and I had all the respect in the world for it, man. Um, because you guys, we all took pictures with the the police, the police side, you know. And then you guys were signing autographs and, and CDs and all that, man. It turned out to be just amazing. But that was a
1: crazy moment, man. God, I think our drummer even like sold some CDs to them. Yeah, yeah, like
0: exactly, that. exactly.
1: Flatline. Yeah, yeah. So they ended up pulling us over and giving us their money. I mean, how, great, <laughs> <laughs> how great is
0: that? Awesome, man. Goodness. So let me ask you this. What, what what
1: was the first band you were in? Um, the first band I was in. Mm-hmm. Uh the first band that I mean, uh my best friend Richie and I, we started hate this back in the day. Okay. And, and um, and you know, we grew up together and we actually still play together. Uh we call ourselves Thunder Beast now. Uh, Thunder it's just Beast. Okay. It's just one guitar, drummers, and vocals, and then we have all sorts of, like, recorded bass and recorded guitars and okay. backing noises and stuff like that. Um, but that's, I mean, as far as, like, bands and did shows and stuff like that, Hate Fist was, you know, the one. We did it for several years. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, technically, it's technically still around. I mean, we right. haven't done anything for a while. Okay. Uh, but, but Richie and I, yeah. you know, we we play we've been playing together forever and you know some of those old hate songs. some a riff might get recycled into a new song here and there yeah. you know just because you know i like some of those old riffs so why not reuse them if we're gonna you know still play some things No
0: doubt.
1: and so i guess that's my first like real band i mean we did uh the tour with stuck mojo mm-hmm. um uh Unfortunately, Richie did not do that tour with us. It was our buddy Sean who okay. helped us out, held us out, and filled in for that on the drums. Okay, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. And then, um you know, we did shows all over the Northwest, and mm-hmm. then we've done, you know, little little tours, little like weekend warrior tours, little week long things back in the day. And you know, we had uh, a few CDs out, some shirts, mm-hmm. and nothing super crazy but we had a lot of fun doing it and you know i still am friends with everybody and uh, so that was my first real thing and then you know i played in uh, vengeance for a while right for uh, a few years we did all sorts of tours they were kind of one of the first ones that like got me into touring right i started with those guys um uh with this band called aggression Core. They, right. toge- they toured together they toured together I was on that tour as selling merch for all the bands. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of relentless went to jail and so did the bass player (laughs) in the middle of that tour. So I was like, I'll play bass for you guys. And then, uh, so I started playing (laughs) bass for them for shows. And then we kind of let's like one show played like three or four songs and then five or six songs. And then just kind of went for that for a while. Yeah.
0: So you played. you played bass when you, First started playing with Vengeance, you played just like some spot
1: gigs as a bass player. Yeah, because uh they went to jail in the middle of the tour for some stupid, like some old some drunk guy came up behind relentless and like grabbed him, and relentless just like was like, get away from me and pushed him over. Yeah. and then like you know, the police saw it and like took him to jail. It was just like he wow. was just, like, protecting himself, you know. Yes. And then just you know, but uh so I was to keep the shows going. I mean, there was still like, you know, 10 shows left on the tour or whatever. <laughs> right. And some uh, dick man, Marcus, he yeah. kind of like did as much vocals as he could. Mm-hmm. And since the bass player went to jail also, uh I just was like, oh, I'll try to do it. Why not? You know, right. I, mean, I can play. Yeah. And so I just, I just, you know, did the best I could and we spent all night and I spent all night learning as much as I could. And we just mm-hmm. like. Like I said, we did, like, four songs the first show I did. And then, like, I think we ended up, like, doing six songs. i like, learning a new song every day or something That's, like that.
0: That's wow. That's a great story right there. I, didn't, I, listen, I never knew that. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, okay. All Cause, right. Because I was going to ask you how you first got with Vengeance, you know, being from Seattle. And so I was like, well, it's going to be one of my questions. Wow. From the merch to getting right up on stage and playing. That's right. Playing. Well, well, let's get into it. So you went to the Art Institute of Seattle, correct? Yes. Rest so, in peace. <laughs> so, but I mean, so that's where you learned to play or, or were you self-taught or?
1: No. Um, I went to the art Institute to learn like audio production, live okay. sound studios, mm. stuff like that. Um, right. right out of, right out of high school. Mm. Um, as far as like playing goes, I mean, I took a few lessons, mm-hmm. not very much, but most I would say I'm like 90% self-taught. Okay. Um, and so, uh, after that tour with Aggression Chord Vengeance, the the other guitar player left the band or didn't I think he was just a fill-in in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Relentless like called me up one day and he was like, You're hired. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm what He <laughs> <laughs> was like he's like, You're playing guitar for vengeance now. I was like, okay, sure, why not? Awesomeness. Yeah. And so I think they had like another tour booked or like a big show booked. So I just kind of like went down to the Bay Area and learned some songs and then just kind of went from there. And shoot, I think I did like probably seven to ten tours with them, U.S. and right. a couple of European tours. And, you know, some some of the bigger shows that they had, mm-hmm. they'd have like uh, like CD release parties. I'd go down there. If yeah. they had like a little Joe Schmo show mm-hmm. or something like that, I probably didn't go down there for it. But like right. the bigger shows I went down there for.
0: Man, look, man, do you know how interesting that is to me? Because I never knew that. Because uh, I always yeah? thought no. Because I always thought that you guys were like you were there from the inception. So no. you know, wow, wow, that's love. So you started playing bass at first. So when did you really move to playing lead and rhythm?
1: Yeah, when the other guitar player left the band, mm-hmm. um, Relentless just called me. And and so that was it. Mu- yeah. I yeah. pretty much had no choice. He's just like you're you're Coming down here to do this, okay, so that's what like, you were saying. Gotcha. gotcha. I was like, All right, sure, why not? Let's, sure. <laughs> why well, well, not? I, well, I
0: was asked the thing because you know, when people play bass and then they play lead, and then I, I, I'm like, Was that a different, you know, a difficult transition for you? You know, I asked Corey because I always remember Corey Lowry playing bass, but then you know, he plays lead for Cedar now, so it's like,
1: Hey, man. But he was just like, No, nah, I wasn't nothing to it, man. It was it was an easy transition, so I'm what? like, Okay. Yeah, I've always been a guitar player, but Mm -hmm. just like, you know, they, we just, they needed bass and I'm like, sure, I'll play the bass because I play guitar. So, I mean, you know, there are bass players who are bass players and they're great at playing bass. I do do not consider myself a bass player. I am a guitar (laughs) player who can play the bass. I just, I have nothing but the utmost respect for people who are bass players who like, do bass player things where I'm just like where are you on the guitar fifth fret cool fifth fret on the bass you know it's like uh, nothing I wasn't doing anything I was just low end to the guitar essentially
0: all right I got you (laughs) it's (laughs) low though man I'm impressed by it though man I'm impressed by it all right so Black Veil Brides
1: yeah yeah how long long you been at Guitar Tech and uh you know how did you get that, that awesome gig um, well, I've guitar teched for a handful of bands, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of different tours. My first guitar teching gig was with Nevermore. Yeah. Um, uh, I was Loomis's guy for for a tour. This and, guy right here, man.
0: This um, guy right here, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's, uh, and then like uh, I did some guitar teching for, uh, uh, because of Nevermore, I did guitar teching for Sanctuary, which is, you know, Sanctuary and Nevermore, they're they're kind of you know they both had the same singer Warrel rest in peace and then um you know then uh, I I did some guitar taking for Metal Church and then uh I did a Vimmick gig which was Joey Jordison's band so I had an opportunity to do Joey Jordison's band which is you know the old drummer of Slipknot mm-hmm. and then um uh then I did uh, Machine Head for a tour <laughs> and then and then um just through, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's you do one thing, you meet some people, yeah, like, right, oh, the okay, well, yeah, and then oh, well, i got, I got this going on. You want to do this? Okay, sure. And then, you know, through that whole chain of events, uh, the tour manager for Vimic is this guy Boris, who I love, mm-hmm. and then he got the Black Veil Brides gig as their tour manager, and he called me up and asked me if I wanted to do it. I'm like, sure, yeah. And then um, that was in 2000. 19, right before the... There was this thing that happened with the world where everything... Yeah, happened. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that was, <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of heard yeah. something about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and so uh something, I don't know, there was like a thing. And so right before the whole world shut down, we yeah. did... Uh, I went down to LA and had some rehearsals and, because um, the band is mainly from LA. Right. Um, they have a couple of other people who come in, but... uh so we did one show in Mexico. Um hey, cool. and then uh and then we got home and then literally like 3 or 4 days later after I got home Bottom everything drop. shut down everything got Praise. canceled cuz we were about to head out for like this 3 month long just just death march with the band mm-hmm. called In This Moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh but that all got shut down and then you know 2 years later it got it happened again, you know, so late 2000 21 we ended up doing that in this moment tour uh which was a, a three month long just beat down just right. you know just show after show after show yeah. just for it's like for as long as you remember you're like oh remember two months ago when we started this tour <laughs> and you look on the calendar and there's still like a whole nother month left you're like oh okay um and then so we we did that tour and then we just did uh we're doing this thing called the Trinity of Terror Tour this year. Mm-hmm. Where uh where it's uh Motionless and White, Ice Nine Kills and the Black Veil Brides. We just did like a month and a half. Right. And then uh there's like two more legs of it coming up later uh, this year in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's that same lineup and it's a rotating lineup of headliners. So right. every it's 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 not like it's this band, this band, this band, the whole tour. It, it rotated every day. Everybody, right, guys. And then um everybody played their a full like I think it was like a 50-55 minute set uh, mm-hmm. headlining set. Uh so that was kind of cool, but man, it, it's it's you know, 18 hour days. You wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and start loading in and you you close the trailer at two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning, you know. Wow. Then wow, it it was brutal, but you know, it, it builds character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think a lot of, a lot of people do not. Ladies and gentlemen, you some you may not know how difficult touring can be and how much of a grind it is and, and you know, mentally and physically, uh, you know, yeah. and you really, you're out there really doing it. That's just bad. That's, that's bananas. But it's something you love, though, and it, yeah. and it keeps you busy and and you handling your business so so and I don't want to cut you off but I want cuz what you said is great I'm enjoying this it's a good conversation yeah this is what I knew we were going to have as brothers but um oh yeah so how difficult is it for you so so you're not playing with Vengeance anymore
1: um I haven't in a while I mean I I talk to relentless all the time of course uh, I'm always in contact with him mm-hmm. I would say that door and window is never shut Okay. i mean they they have their uh they have their guys, and yes. i you know i I love them, and I have nothing but great things to say about all of them. They've had of a course. couple of rotating cast of characters kind of yeah. do my do my uh what I was doing for a while i mean I wouldn't never say that I wouldn't do something with them again mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's it's strictly a schedule thing at this point, you know no doubt no doubt um does that I mean, also I, apply for for I declare war? Uh, well i mean we're we're still active i mean we have a i declare course, we're, yeah. we we have some shows uh actually coming up here in a couple of weeks actually okay um in july of 2022 um it's just you know things are a little bit slower with you know i've you know like jamie mentioned yes. you know everybody has got their got their lives that they got to do and right, right. you know it's but we do, definitely we stay in touch and we we try to we try to do a few things a year with "I Declare mm-hmm. War." Um, I mean, man, there was a time where we were doing like six, seven months a year. Right, like we would go out there for like a month, month and a half, be home for a couple of weeks, then go out there for another month and a half. Yes. Um, and it's just you know as we gotten older, and it's it's harder, it's harder to deal with. But like I mean, we all love it. I still I still mm-hmm. love it, and mm-hmm. uh it, it's just uh, we 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 still like to stay. Active and just do a few things a year. Weekend warrior stuff a week here and there. It just keep us busy, keep us playing, keep our names in everybody's mind. I mean, uh, it's been a slow drudge of you know getting some new stuff written. I mean, there's been a few demos here and there, um, but you know we want we want to release the cool stuff we can release. And you know when we when we demo stuff, it's like oh well this is cool, this isn't as cool, so on and so on, and and it's just been like that. And then. I've been uh um uh, doing the black veil thing and touring a lot, so it's been hard for me to like really just nail down and do you know, some songwriting. But uh I mean it still happens, it's just slower. <laughs> no, I understand, uh, man. Wow, um, wow. And then uh I just got back from uh uh European festivals with black veil mm-hmm. and and that was that was insane looking out of the you know, setting up and you know testing the guitar, making sure everything works, and then putting my head up and looking out. And there's, like, a sea of 100,000 people out there. Oh, my I, goodness.
0: I looked at the pictures, bro. I looked at the pictures, man. You know I like that on, on Facebook. But the thing is, is that when when, when you're looking at all these people, how, well, how many shows did they do? How many festivals did, did they play? Because that was download that I saw.
1: Yeah. Uh, we did two German festivals, Rock'em Ring and Rock'em Park. Mm. And then we were going to do a festival in Austria, but the weather, uh, the weather canceled our stage. Okay. So we didn't do, We, I mean, we were there, we were ready for it and we were mm. ready to load in, but there was like tractors, like shoveling mud, throwing hay wow. down behind stage. And, right. you know, the whole thing was just turned into a mud pit and we we're just like. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then the guy comes up to us like, Oh, you ready to load in? We're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but did you look outside? It's right. pouring down rain, just people running around, just like, it, it was a nightmare. So that didn't happen. And, and to be honest with you, it actually worked out really well for us not to do it because we had to fly all of our gear over to the uk and that took forever to deal with in the airport and Mm -hmm. just there wouldn't have been enough time to like do the festival pack everything up run Mm -hmm. to the airport and it's just like because it took like three hours for us to check all of our stuff in Mm -hmm. i mean you know you you fly a whole uh a whole band's worth of stuff you know we had consoles we had you know guitars and like wow just cases and wireless and this and that i think we ended up with like 27 pieces of luggage just for gear wow and and that's like doesn't even include anybody's personal stuff their clothes or you know so it's like we would have loved to have done the festival because it was great and the people in austria were fantastic and Mm -hmm. but it's just it, it just didn't work out the weather just didn't allow us to do it and You know, the whole our whole stage got shut down. It's not like we just canceled the whole, it's like three stages, and that stage got shut down. And then I think the main stage got going really late. Mm. And so it just is what it is. And it's, you know, it's, I'm sure they're going to make up for it. It's just, it just didn't work out for that festival. So I think we did three festivals and I think like three club dates. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was, it was great. It was a really fun experience. It was a different type of European tour because. There was no buses available, so where we everything was like wow. load, everything, load everything into a van and then everybody goes in the van and, and we stay at a hotel opposed to just like being on the that bus life. Right, and, right. Wow, it was just, man. It's just a different experience. We were flying to places, which mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of flying, but you gotta do what you gotta <laughs> do. Wow, man, listen,
0: that's interesting. You are You are living a life that a lot of people would love to live, man. You're getting to see so much and do so many things, man. It's amazing, man. I'm telling you, man. And listen, it's just good information because I didn't know that you were doing all this stuff. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? I just thought it was I Declare War, and I hate that I missed you. I hate this. Well, I hate that I missed you (laughs) in, in, in Charlotte because um something was going on my wife had to go out of town actually i hate that i missed it because i was just telling my wife i was just like I, I, if we get back in time i've got to go to charlotte i've got to <laughs> and um, anyway i hate that i missed that so so what's the best tour you've been on as a musician
1: playing wise mm-hmm. or man we uh, i declare war we had some pretty good ones Right. Uh, where we were doing some festivals mm-hmm. and uh You know, I think we did, like, this one with, like, Thy Artist Murder a few years ago, uh, where, where, you know, every show that we did, it was packed. Right, right. That's what everybody wants, right? That's Great feeling. Woo! And, you know, the crowds were always intense, going crazy, insane. You know, the floor was always full. It's just, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, and then we did some great European ones where we did, uh, we went over to, like, Eastern Europe and, like, Russia, where, you know, like, things are a little things are a little more intense there and like it, Russia was amazing though i'm going to uh, say yeah, you yeah. Know, and like this this black belt thing was supposed to go to Russia and Ukraine but there's some issues over there right now <laughs> right. possibly <laughs> um so we won't be rushing there anytime soon <laughs> uh uh so uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I mean i just remember being over in those parts of the ki- uh, those parts of the world and like everybody was like like sitting on the floor and like doing like this whole rowboat thing mm-hmm. and just like it was it, we'd never seen that before we're all just kind of like we're on stage looking at each other like i guess this is good right. <laughs> and like <laughs> we didn't really know what was going on the europeans but, really enjoyed themselves man they enjoyed it, themselves yes yeah. respect so that, to them. that was intense and so um so the, the, I mean, I love teching and I love being a part of that whole thing and I love mm-hmm. the big crowds and, but, um, you know, it just, there's something to be said about like playing and playing the music that you write and that yes, you sir. come up with that you, you know about and just like, it, the, I, I love doing that and just, I mean, teching is great and it's cool mm-hmm, and, it, mm-hmm. and it pays the bills and, right but it, it just, it's just leaves you wanting that much more, you know? Um, yeah but I've been fortunate to tech for some pretty cool bands and some cool musicians who have been really just really good good people. Got you man, got you. So so what 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 are the plans for the rest of this year? Uh I go to Australia here in a couple of weeks with these Black Veil guys. <laughs> uh, with these Black Veil guys. <laughs> <laughs> and um I'm moving from guitar tech to monitors. Mm-hmm. Um our monitor guy uh, picked up some really cool, another really cool gig. So he's moving on. So I'm going to monitors, which is, you know, I do that at home all the time. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then we come home and we do like another festival. And then after that, I do three Eddie Claire war shows mm-hmm. uh, in LA, Fresno and Vegas. And then we do some, Blackvale festivals over in wisconsin and ohio then there's a couple down weeks where i'll be working at home doing stuff and then we do like two weeks of the trinity of terror tour with motionless and white and ice nine kills then there's like a couple weeks off and then there's that three month grind from october to halfway through december where we do more of the trinity of terror doing all the markets that we missed on the last run right And so, and that brings me to the end of the year, all of a sudden, and then we, and I'm sure there'll be downtime for like Christmas and all that, all that fun stuff.
0: Well, my brother, I'm going to tell you, man, that is amazing. You're doing amazing things and I can't, I, see, you know, they they call you Johnny, they call you Hell B, you know, I want to call you Hell B, but I don't, you know, I don't know, (laughs) you might not roll with that, you know, but it's just like. All I know is that I'm thankful for you, my brother. And, and I, when I truly say that we're family, I really mean that you guys are like some of the greatest people to me, man. It, it, and I had the best time of my life rocking out with you guys and partying with you guys after the shows and laughing and clowning. You guys are just great to me, man. And I will always have the utmost respect for you, no matter what. There's nothing bad that anybody can say. Listen, the Ukrainians were saying something about you the other day. I was like, you're not talking about <laughs> hell B, are you? I was like, man, I'll get on a plane, come over there and do something
1: bad to you. But, no, nah, it's all love, man. It's all no, love. It, it's, it's absolutely mutual, man. It's yes. like I'm, I feel very happy and fortunate to have these long-running relationships with all these great people. Yes, indeed. It's, you know, but, yeah, I mean, you know, John is usually what I go by. And then, gotcha. um, and then uh, actually, I've been going by Giovanni lately because our <laughs> – our, um, our, our uh, drum tech's Italian, and, and and a part of our uh, show, there's a, a violin section, so I have to sound check that. And It mm-hmm. goes, it's Maestro Giovanni, and so <laughs> that's just because there was another John, and so that just kind of stuck with me to be that, and I don't know, all nicknames have, there's been a lot of them through the years, but that's kind of what's been happening lately. I got you. Yeah. So ladies
0: and gentlemen, once again, it is Live and Loud with the Lord. And my brother, John Winters. Yes, indeed. Doing work and just being that guy, man. Much love to you, man. Thank you so much.
1: No, thank you. All right, man. What's going on, everybody? It's Chris Aiken, and just wanted to share a very limited edition of autographed books that I found that I am selling right now over at Chris Aiken Books. I've got this one. I know it doesn't look like it has anything on the cover, but it's got a lot inside. This is my book, Cause and Effect Metallica, about the Metallica Black Album. It's uh, one of my more successful books, and I ran out of copies long ago to sign and sell but I found a few, and I do mean very few. So if you want one, there's like, uh, I don't know, maybe five of them that are available for sale as of today. So get it now over at chrisakenbooks.com, ChrisAikenbooks.com, cause and effect Metallica
0: on sale now.